Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Facebook Live, made it home, um, and I was thinking of doing it in the car, but um, I'm not sure about how that works with um, all the thing about you're not supposed to use your phone in the car. I mean, I I was going to stop the car, but then I thought you could... um, I've seen people do these videos while they're driving their car. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you'd do that. I don't know if that's legal. Um, doesn't probably not very safe going a corner. You probably um, they do it on Top Gear, don't they? They do the lots of talking in the car while they're driving. Anyway, I didn't. I went and made it here, and I'm doing it like this. Um, so we've got some questions to go through, um, which I will do directly. If you have any questions, please do post them, although I cannot guarantee that I will see them because I've had a lot of questions that I see after the event, so that seems to be the way it goes. But I'm at home now, as you can probably tell by the background, and I think I think it's a bit better here than it is in theatre, the connection. Um, I've just answered a question, actually, just this minute, or just uh, not this minute, earlier, about half an hour ago, um, from uh, on, on Real Self about... Someone posted a question about should they have implants? Motif. They've been told that Motiva, I think it was, the, was the best implants. Then someone else said Allergan was the best implants. And then they do a lot of exercise, so should it go under the muscle? Or oh, they're very slim, so should it go under the muscle? But they do a lot of exercise and weight training, so should it not go under the muscle? Um, that sort of question, that type of question is very common, and, I'm, and the answer to the question is really that there's no right or wrong for a lot of these things. As you know, they're absolutely right in saying under the muscles bad if you're a bodybuilder, because it might move every time you your breasts will move every time you exercise. But again, at the same time, if you're very slim, as a lot of bodybuilders are, you you want the extra cover given by the muscle. So there's pros and cons of everything, um, and the, the answer to the question is go with a good surgeon. And you can't really get an answer like that on the internet. I think is the bottom line. Um, that's why I've got my questions here. Uh, and there's no right or wrongs. Um, yeah, and when they, people say Motiva are the best, best implants, I always worry about anyone who says this is the best implant. I mean, if there was a best one, um, it's like when people say under the muscles best, isn't it? Um, I always say, well, you know, if that was on best, we do it for everybody. If there's one best implant, we just do that for everybody. Um, so there's no best implant is my answer. They're all good and bad, and they've got pros and cons. Mainly, there's differences in the shell, some of the double shell, there's differences in the warranties, quite a lot of differences in the warranty, so talk to someone. When someone says it's the best implant, they're probably the only implant they use, and it's probably because they work for a company, and the company have got to deal with the implant manufacturer. So that, you know, it's it's a bit like, it's, I don't know how right it is to say they're the best, um, because, you know, they're, they're all pretty good. Um, 
there we go that was that one but that was not that was a but so we've got some questions here um a couple of questions about moles and we've got a question about breast reduction question about mris and uh, minor ops so um we'll do the mole ones first shall we uh, does excising a mole completely cut stroke minimize the risk of skin cancer or does it remain underneath where the mole used to be that's one and then in the same vein I'm going to lump them together uh, is it likely that a mole will come back after being removed similar thing so uh, depends on how the mole is removed if the mole is thought to be possibly a skin cancer it will be completely excised with a rim of normal skin and because you're taking a rim of normal skin, what you need to do when you send it away, you send it away for histology, they look at it under a microscope and they need to see a clear margin all the way around, which means to, see they, means to say they need to see normal skin all the way around and deep to make sure it's completely excised. Um, if it's completely excised and if it's just a mole benign, then it's not going to come back. Um, however, because a lot of moles are clinically benign, i.e. They, they don't look like skin cancers and we know they're just moles and they're benign, we often either remove them with a very minimal margin and don't try and take a big rim of skin, normal skin around the outside. We try and skim the edges really tight to make the scar shorter. Or sometimes you might have a shave excision which takes it off at the base and leaves a, and obviously leaves any mold deep to the skin there. And so in those circumstances, there might be some mold left behind. So then there might still be a risk of skin cancer. Um, and it can come and it can come back after it's removed. It's unlikely to come back after it's removed um, because it's benign and it's unlikely to. But it can come back after it's removed in answer to those questions. So yes, it can come back if it's removed with a very minimal margin, and because sometimes we leave some the other side of the margin, um, or if it's shave shave excised, then the shave excision, then there's definitely some left behind. But it's usually not a problem if you think it's not a skin cancer. If you're worried and if you want it completely excised, no problem. Just say and we can take it out completely for you and take it with a room of normal skin. It means the scar's a little bit bigger, but if you're really worried about it, then that would be the way to go, and it's not, that's not a problem at all. And also, if it does come back, it's not a problem just to remove it again. Well, I say it's not a problem, obviously it's hassle, um, and you've got to make sure they don't charge you um, for it. Um, uh, and then another moly type question, when should you change your dressings after minor ops? Now, I know this is from one of my patients, so I'll ask it in that uh, vein, but uh, in the interest of public, in the public interest, um, I'll open it up to say that if you're having surgery by someone, you should do what they say. Um, so if they say that you should do your dressing at a certain time, do whatever they say and don't listen to me. Um, listen to what the person who's done the surgery says. But in my view, I'm not a big fan of dressings at all for any operation that I do. Pretty much dressings don't last more than a week. I try and avoid dressings going past a week. Um, and that usually depends on when the clinics are, to be brutally honest. Um, so you normally put a dressing on, then I normally see you about a week later to take that dressing off. Um, it's a little bit different if you've got stitches in. Stitches normally come out between five to ten days, depending on what part of the body they are on. Um, and obviously that would be where the dressing clinic appointment is. But if you've got a sutured wound, particularly if it's with a dissolved wound suture, um, and it's just a question of removing the dressings, I normally remove the dressings at about a week, give or take. Um, but it can be anything from between five, to, again, five to ten days. You can take your dressing off. Um, the skin is healed within about four days. The skin takes about four days to heal. So it should be okay to not have a dressing after four days. 
um, and um, and so you can remove it after four days. And if it's dry, then you don't need any more dressing. Um, in my practice, the other thing I'm trying in landscape is it landscape? Yeah, landscape mode as well. So I have to see how that looks. So it's a lot of new things happening there. Um, it's all go, isn't it? Can you? have a breast reduction by just having liposuction to the breasts yes is the answer to that it's not very common that you do that so you you the the, the indication to do liposuction uh as a breast reduction is in someone who is usually ill and is not fit for a for an anesthetic because um it's less invasive because it's just liposuction and it removes the heaviness of the breast so you usually got very large breasts very heavy very uncomfortable and you can do liposuction to 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 do the breast reduction however because it's not removing any skin because liposuction doesn't remove any skin what happens is the breasts often sag more breast breast breasts uh, are often sit low and a droop if you need a breast reduction and if you just remove the volume underneath the skin with no skin you make them droop even more so cosmetically it's not a great thing um, and so it's not a good cosmetic operation to do but for functional problems if someone who's not fit for an, on, an anesthetic then or, or for a long anesthetic then it can be done the other way, the other thing it's good for is if someone's got a bit of an asymmetry, maybe they've had a breast reduction, they've had some surgery, and they've got a bit of fullness on one side, then it is good. If you're just doing a little bit of balancing, then liposuction is good for that. Um, is it okay <clears throat> to have an MRI after having breast implants? <clears throat> I know the patient who's asking this question, so the answer to you specifically, Emma, is yes, it is okay to have an MRI after having your breast implants. However, again, in the public interest, in the public domain, um, there, the main question, the reason for this question is because MRI is a magnet, um, uh, an MRI machine has a magnet in it, and so you're not allowed any metal work um, when you go into an MRI machine, so they always ask you if you've got any metal work. And there are implants which have got some metal work in them. These are um, expandable implants which have got a port um, which is like a thing underneath the skin. It's like a dome underneath the skin. Um, they can either have an integral port, which means it's within the implant, or they can have a remote port, which is down, like it's connected to a tube and it's, oh, it's usually in your armpit or somewhere else. But it's underneath the skin. It's a little dome and it's got a little membrane in it um, that you can put a needle in and expand with saline. And there's a backing on there, which is metal. Um, <laughs> and the, the, that is metal so you've got to be a bit careful of that um, you've got to be careful of that backing um, I um, sorry about that it's lewd um, I think because this that, that those sorts of implants are usually used in reconstruction um uh, and I think they're titanium and I think they're okay with MRI, but I would not like to be sure because I think we had this when I, I haven't done reconstruction for a while um, and uh, I didn't use implants that much when I did reconstruction or the other types of reconstruction. So you, again, if you're having a breast reconstruction, especially if you've got an expandable implant, it doesn't have to be breast, you use expandable implants elsewhere in the body, using the scalp in the leg, the tissues to stretch the skin if you've got a defect next to the um, you've got a defect to be filled 
uh, tissue expanders are very common, well, not very commonly used, but they are used. So if you've got a tissue expander, then you should check with your surgeon about the um, whether you can go into an MRI. But if you've got a straightforward breast implant for a cosmetic augmentation, it's not an expandable one, it's not an adjustable one, that's the normal breast implant, no problem to have an MRI whatsoever. So, them's the questions. Um, if anyone's, sorry about the wobble, if anyone's got any questions to um, ask, then please do ask away or post them here or email Laura or post them on Facebook or Twitter and I'll be very happy to go through them and answer them. Um, usually when I finish I feel I find that people have asked things but I ordinarily not ask things they posted comments and things and it looks bad that I haven't replied to them. I will reply to them in the comments section if you are putting anything in there and I'm not uh, responding to it it's just I can't see it. Um, you might not but <laughs> there might be nothing there to see. That would be it. Oh, God. That would be another option. Okay. Right, that's it. The dog's entered. So um, that is the end of this. Um, hello. Hello. That is the end of this uh, broadcast because the dog can open the door. And so, um, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll check out there. And, um, yeah, let's go. And we will see you next week at the same time. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.